This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He is a restaurant industry. He's in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Nathan Latke here. This is episode 589 and coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from a company that has raised $14 million. They've passed $5 million in revenue, helping usher in the internet of things, connecting Keurigs, coffee makers, and other physical objects to the internet. Particle.io CEO joins me, Zach Sapala. You really don't want to miss this. This is how Russia hacks the US, how China hacks the US. It will be a very interesting episode. Good morning, folks. Nathan Latka here. Our guest today is Craig McLucky. He is the founder and CEO of Heptio, a startup focused on making Kubernetes accessible enterprises. Prior to starting Heptio, Craig was a product manager at Google, where he founded the Kubernetes project, launched Google Compute Engine, and created the Cloud Native Computing Foundation that he also chaired. Craig, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Now, everyone listening to that intro is going, what is a Kubernetes? Can you explain that to us? Um, absolutely. So um, Kubernetes is a technology that is used to run uh, applications in a production setting. So this is low-level infrastructure technology that was inspired by the way that the internet giants build and manage uh, their applications. And the idea is to take the collective learning that uh, Google's built over the last decade of building, running, and scaling the applications and bring that to enterprise in a way that's accessible to uh, developers everywhere. And so tell us, with that context, tell us what your company, Heptio, does. Kubernetes is an open source technology uh, that was built by Google um, over a period of few years uh, in conjunction with a number of other uh, important uh, enterprise software companies um, like Red Hat, um, and then in conjunction with a lot of the emerging startups. Um, and now, what I've observed is that uh, you know Kubernetes has been incredibly successful and very widely adopted um, by enterprises, but there are still some gaps in terms of the overall experience for certain types of developers. And many enterprises want to use Kubernetes in a way that's uh, you know open and consistent with the open source community. And so Heptio's job is to make Kubernetes uh, more accessible to uh, a broad array of uh, developers by creating great documentation, uh, great training, uh, making it easier to understand and creating some better high-level uh, concepts for, for developers who aren't deep systems engineers. And to also introduce the set of enterprise features that are necessary to tie Kubernetes into the existing systems that run modern businesses. And how do you, uh, what's your guys' model? Uh, how, how, do you, how do you and Joe generate revenue? Our approach to generating revenue uh, is along three lines. Um, initially, it's going to be about uh, support. 
So providing support to enterprises that are using uh, configurations of Kubernetes that uh, we qualify. Uh, it will be around training and providing enterprises with uh, training capabilities. And then finally, it will be um, around a limited amount of professional services and consulting, just helping people understand how to use the technologies. Over time, we will be building out a set of enterprise-grade extensions to the platform uh, that will be licensed product. And so where are you guys today? Are you pre-revenue today? Uh, yes, we are uh, you know, pre-product revenue today. Uh, we are certainly doing uh, a number of engagements with folks um, uh, around a support structure and helping them um, you know, build a business. We've only been um, around for about two months. And so we have a handful of customers, but yeah, I would consider us pre-revenue by much. And, and this is like you're doing professional services type of work to fund the growth of the business. Uh, yes, it's, it's a way to, for us to connect with customers to understand where the key gaps are in the ecosystem uh, and to help them get over the, uh, the learning curve. So, um, yeah. And I was going to say, so coming up, I want to talk to you and you and well, about why you and Joe left Google to kind of do this. That's probably an interesting question a lot of folks are thinking. Uh, before I do that, though, uh, have you guys raised capital or are you bootstrapped? Uh, we've raised uh, eight and a half million. OK. And, and who were some of the backers? I mean, were these Google folks backing you? Uh, no, this was Axel, uh, and uh, our partner there is Ping Lee, uh -huh. and uh, you know he, he is someone that we got to know well, and and we sort of really respected. Uh, and my friend Joe had spent um, a year as an EIR at Axel before um, persuading me to make the jump. And we also have um, a stake from Madrona, who's a a good Seattle-based VC, and I've got to know Tim Porter really well and uh, hold him in high regard. Um, so those two uh, companies. Um, you know, provided our series of capital. So, uh, he, Craig, here's the challenge I'm trying. I'm going to try and bridge for my audience over the next kind of ten minutes on this interview. Um, what you're doing is very. I mean, it's if to to the to kind of the average audience that are not in development. They're they're not going to understand Kubernetes per se, right? Um, uh, so, I want to try and bring this down to a level that's like you explaining it to kind of your your five you know a five year old uh, child, right? So, this this you tell me if this is basically accurate, right? Kubernetes was basically, it's an open source system now. Google developed it. It helps developers autom you know, automate deployment, scaling, and manage certain times of applications, right? So Box, you know, if they have a certain application in their system, they might use Kubernetes to more efficiently scale, deploy, that kind of stuff. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Oh, um, that, okay. is, that is a good sort of way to describe it. Um, Perhaps I can frame it in a way that helps people understand, um, you know, what our mission is. And I'll try to keep this at a very high level for folks who for Heptio, right? um, are not uh, extremely technical. <laughs> yes, for Heptio. Um, and so um, if you think about um, the way that, you know, people have uh, experienced uh, technology, um, there's been a sort of a series of, of, of trends that have provided uh, new capabilities that have uh, you know, helped developers uh, you know, sort of improve their, uh, their life, you know, get more out of technology. You know, like one step that happened was, you know, the emergence of, you know, simple commodity hardware. So, you know, prior to that, you'd have to go and buy a mainframe and get a mainframe deployed. Uh, and then, you know, the cloud server revolution made new types of compute accessible to a broader array of people. The overall incremental amount of capital expenditure spent to bring com computational resources into an environment became relatively low. And that, that really sort of changed the world and it sort of you know, uh, you know, slingshotted um, a new set of, of companies forwards. What then started happening is um, you know, the cloud emerged. And what the cloud did is it took 
um, you know, it's it sort of built on this idea of virtualization. So, so I say cloud and virtualization represents sort of this next genre, or let's just say virtualization represents this next genre, where you're able to take a single piece of physical infrastructure and cut it up into little pieces and, and, and give that to developers on demand. Um, so you could take, you could buy a big server yourself, you could put it in your data center, wouldn't cost a lot of money. Um, you could create a lot of little virtual machines, and then you could offer those up to your developers. And the time to provision up a new machine went from, you know, weeks as you go through the procurement cycle to a couple of days as you'd actually process a ticket and create that machine for them. Mm-hmm. Um, cloud then happened. And what cloud did is it created a way to provision a machine from an API. So you could actually use a tool to talk to a system that would go ahead and provision you something up on demand. And you wouldn't even have to deal with the, the sort of capital expenditure or the operations. Someone else would take care of it for you. Um, and that, that machine would still feel like a physical machine. You know, it would, it would look just like any other computer that you might buy and deploy in your data center. It would just be run by Amazon or Microsoft or Google or someone else. Now, as we look to you know, where we want to go, we want to kind of continue to extend that idea where, um, you know, instead of you know, having to you know, build and manage a machine yourself, we want to present the perfect idea of what a machine should be. So it should be arbitrarily scalable. Uh, it should be very flexible. It should be self-healing. Uh, when you ask it to run um, your application, it should just run it for you. Uh, it should know when to scale your application. If your application isn't healthy, it should understand that and restart it. And so Kubernetes has really you know, provided the step from having to think about virtual infrastructure to thinking about this logical infrastructure, this perfect idea of what a machine should be. And that's largely how you know developers at Google and Facebook and other places experience the world. And it's become incredibly popular um, with the uh, um, enterprise community as they start to understand how powerful this, this metaphor could be. So, and so it, our job at Heptio is to, go ahead. No, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done. Keep going. Your job at Heptio is? Our job at Heptio is to you know, bring this idea of logical infrastructure to uh, you know, companies everywhere so that they can actually experience a much better way of getting their code from their developers into a production environment without having to worry about a lot of the mundane and difficult and uh, sometimes fraught tasks of configuring um, you know, a physical system to actually run that code. Um, but the mission is not just that. It's also to help enterprises organize themselves around the technology, understand how this will impact the team dynamics, how to create you know, better and, and, and sort of more efficient operations team, uh, create sort of new forms of specialization that have previously existed only in the sort of internet giants, um, but are equally applicable to enterprises that are, you know, working to, to run technology themselves. So, Craig, if we were to say that kind of Kubernetes was, is kind of this new technological brick, Heptio is basically helping people stack bricks, put them by themselves, make rooms with bricks to build this new kind of machine house. I mean, is that a good analogy? That's a great analogy. I think that's an excellent way to say it, which is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a marvelous tool, and we're going to teach people how to use it to really get more out of technology. Now, a lot of folks on, on my show who are maybe, you know, in the marketing and sales technology kind of B2B SaaS space are going to look at this and go, how on earth did these guys raise $8 million or $8.5 million in their pre-revenue? Now, help, you know, help understand those. Com- now, you, you, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and help my audience understand why you guys financially were able to do that, because that gives you the freedom to solve big problems. Uh, 
a lot of this, when I look at it, really has to come from your backgrounds. I mean, you were, you know, basically led the led this project at Google. Your partner was an EIR at Excel, so this was just two worlds perfectly colliding. In though, in that, in those raising and the capital raising conversations, is that what it really enabled you to raise so much? Is just the pedigree and your background? Um, yeah, I'd say that it's you know an intersection of a few things. Um, you know, Joe and I have worked together and and built um, some really great uh, technology in the past. So. You know, Kubernetes wasn't our first project. Um, we actually built a product called Google Compute Engine, which is, you know, the sort of cornerstone of, of Google's sort of emerging uh, and, and very cool cloud infrastructure. Um, so we'd had a couple of good successes together in the past. Um, but more importantly, I think we had demonstrated very clearly the product market fit, um, you know, for Kubernetes. You know, we were seeing uh, an incredible grassroots adoption of an open source technology. Um, and we could point to a number of, you know, incredibly underserved uh, communities that were demanding support. Um, so, you know, I had certainly spent a lot of time you know, with the community and, and had been asked by you know, everyone from large banks to large manufacturers to, you know, healthcare folks to retailers to, you know, you know pretty much any segment where they really wanted an unfettered uh, community-friendly, um, you know, version of Kubernetes available uh, for them. And so, so it was a sort of perfect intersection of, of incredibly high demand and a good track record that I think mm -hmm. led to a great outcome for us. Can you quantify adoption of Kubernetes? I mean, did, how many organizations did you have that were actually implementing it? But when you, that made you realize, wow, this is being adopted very quickly. It's one of these interesting things, and this is one of the key challenges of open source, is that it's, it's difficult to precisely quantify. Um, but I would say anecdotally, at least uh, two-thirds of the Fortune 2000 um, are using Kubernetes in a material way right now. Um, and most of that has just been uh, grassroots organic adoption of open source technology. Amazing. Well, Craig, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Or, or tech book, any any book you recently have read? Uh, my favorite tech book, I would say, this is actually interesting. Um, it was, uh, I would say Influence was the one I read most recently. And it was mostly just learning, uh, yeah, just learning how not to get um, sort of influenced was probably the most uh, useful thing. <laughs> you read Influence to learn how to not get influenced. I love that. <laughs> Number two, is there a CEO, Craig, that you're following or studying? Um, at the moment, uh, I would say, um, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time, uh, I mean, I say Andy Grove, um, I think mostly because he passed away and he was such an influential member of the community that, um, he's someone that I sort of spent some time really observing and thinking about and trying to understand a little bit. And that's high output management, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Number three guys. Uh, yes. Is there a favorite online tool you have uh, that you use uh, you know, uh, in a business setting? Uh, yes, um, I would say Lever um, is my new favorite friend. <laughs> and what does it do? Um, you know, obviously, um, we are hiring. Um, you know, sort of aggressively. I think I did personally twenty interviews last week. Oh wow! Um, and and it's you know it's it's uh, I, I would lose my mind in terms of just managing candidate flow, tracking resumes, figuring out where we are in the offer process. Um, but for you know, having a really good, um, you know, software, uh, sort of software-based um, recruiting tool. And so, um, you know, definitely during high growth, um, sort of early phases, you know, picking tools that simplify your life makes a ton of sense. So huge ROI for us on that. 
Right. Lever. Perfect. Number four. Yes or no. Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night, Craig? Uh, no. <laughs> and what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, married with kids. Okay. And what is so, and then last question here before I, before we wrap up, uh, how old are you today? 43. And so last question, take us back th- 23 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, I wish my 20 year old self understood the importance of kindness. Um, that's, you know, sort of motivation, drive, ambition, hard work, uh, et cetera, are, uh, important and necessary, but unless you are, you know, constantly focused on positivity and creating a, a good environment where other people want you to succeed, um, you're just holding yourself back. Top tribe. There you have it from Craig McLucky. Again, working on building out uh, uh, this infrastructure on top of and around Kubernetes, which he and his partner helped develop at Google previously. They raised eight and a half million bucks. Again, over two thirds of the Fortune 2000 uh, companies are already using this system. He's focused on helping them do it more efficiently and really growing that ecosystem. Craig, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. If you enjoyed Craig today, go back and listen to Honor yesterday. Honor runs Zero, which has raised $3 million and has passed $50,000 in monthly recurring revenue, helping you get any company data that you want for investing, research, or anything else. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.